Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Toy Photographers Podcast, the official podcast of ToyPhotographers.com. We're kind of doing a new, different episode this week. I'm joined once again by Christina. Christina, yeah. how are you doing today? Oh, I'm fine, thank you. I'm a bit nervous, though. <laughs> You're nervous. Yeah, yeah, because I'm going to try to ask the questions. <laughs> yep, and I'm going to try to answer your questions. Uh, you sent in some amazing questions for me. Uh, we, we talked about this uh, before the new year, but just I I think we did anyway. Uh, this is going to kind of be a different episode where we're going to look back at 2018 as a whole. You're going to ask me some questions about the podcast itself. So I'm excited but nervous because I haven't been in the interview chair before. <laughs> I've always been on the other side of things. Yeah, been in control. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what it really comes down to. That's the issue is relieving control, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're still planning on doing, uh, or my wife is going to interview me for the show. We're still planning like a full blown interview for for me but uh until that happens things around the holidays just got really busy and we didn't get a chance to record before the new year so uh that is still coming but this will just be a little bonus episode i guess to kind of look back at 2018 and look forward at at the new year yeah and we will get some insights on who you are as a podcaster (laughs) yeah which will be fun we're recording this episode uh just before the new year i think our first episode of 2018 was the first week of January. So we're recording almost a year to the day uh, when this episode will be released. It, it, it'll be like a year of podcasting, which which is crazy. It's become such a big part of my life. It's crazy that it's something that I wasn't doing, you know, yeah. over a year ago. Yeah, because thinking of it, I think it was around Christmas I sat in this. I sit in a wardrobe at my house doing the podcast. I'm sending all the kids downstairs and saying, yeah, I'm going to do a podcast this evening. No one can say anything. I'll have all the middle floor by myself. We live in the three-floor <laughs> apartment. So so I think it was about around a year ago you actually interviewed me for the podcast and when mm-hmm. I suggested you should do some theme episodes. <laughs> yeah, which I know we're definitely going to talk about because that was a, an unexpected surprise when I started the podcast and something I didn't anticipate when I originally came up with the idea, but I'm so glad that it's something that we did and are going to continue doing into 2019. But, 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 but before we start talking about the podcast, can't you give all the listeners some insights? Who are you? Who are James? Please tell us. <laughs> Uh, yeah, good question. Um, that, that's actually something I've been, you know, as I'm thinking about the new year and where the podcast is going next and, and the new guests I'm going to have on. Uh, one question I I've really want to start asking people is like, hey, who are you? Where are you from? And what, what's your job? You know, like, what? who are you as a person, not just as a photographer? Okay, give me the NASA then. <laughs> You're rumbling away. <laughs> I, I am, I am. Uh, my name is James Garcia. I am a, uh, I'm 29 years old. I live in Vancouver, Washington, and I am a toy photographer. Uh, I'm also a, a graphic designer, social media designer by day. Uh, that means I, I'm doing a lot of graphic design, Photoshop work, video work, and uh, social media marketing, which is really fun. And what sort of content do you do then? Do you do photography or what kind of uh, content is it? all together. I work for a coffee company and I manage all of their social media marketing, coming up with campaigns, doing email lists, that kind of thing. Um, okay. So everything so that comes... kind com- of exp- expert in, in the social media campaigning and actually getting stuff out there to get views and clicks and 
to get people to buy stuff on, on yeah, social media. Yeah, I, I try to be anyway. That's that's what yeah. I'm supposed to be doing. So <laughs> I do an okay job, I think. So yeah, that's... that's of course you do. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. with that job comes a lot of, you know, graphic design work coming up with images. I do some product photography for work, which has been fun. I'm doing a lot of video editing right now because of a campaign we're doing. So it's, it's a good mix of stuff. That must be amazing. And on the spare time... What do you do then? My wife and I spend a lot of time together. We both uh, work from home, which is which is wonderful. So we have a lot of time together. Uh, we, we like watching movies, watching TV, hanging out, playing games, that kind of thing. So I spend a lot of time with my wife. And then in extra spare time, I'm doing toy photography. I'm looking at toy photography. I'm reading blogs. I'm listening to other podcasts. I... I watch movies on my own. I, I, I always find myself keeping busy. I, I'm the kind of person that likes keeping busy. That sounds good. That sounds <laughs> like James. Yeah. <laughs> and you're an expert in fiction movies. Everything I don't know anything about, like cartoons and superheroes. You know everything about that, <laughs> don't you? I, I do know a lot, yes. I used to write for a few websites doing like movie news and stuff, which was really, really fun, but just something that took up too much of my time and and something I I would rather spend that time doing other hobbies and stuff. So it's something I fell out of, but when I was doing that work, it required a lot of, you know, reading reading comics and reading Wikipedia articles about comics and, and watching movies and, and stuff yeah. like that. So uh, For those who haven't heard the podcast before, you but everybody who knows and have listened to our episodes about themes know that I love when you get that Wikipedia voice and kind <laughs> of write, just gives me all the insights about Batman or villain in some other character I have never heard of or have slightly a idea of who it can be and you know everything about them. I really love that about <laughs> you. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad it doesn't come off as like mansplainy because that's never what I'm trying to do. Uh, no, I don't feel that way. <laughs> okay, good, good. Um, I, I love it. And yeah. if I love it, everybody else loves it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I okay. surely hope so. <laughs> 42 episodes. Mm-hmm. That's a secret number for every geek. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I take a little bit of pride, actually. I, my goal was 50. And then uh, once once I realized I was only going to get in the 40s, I was like, okay, I'll stop at 42. Because, uh, you know, 42 is such a great number. It's one of my favorite numbers. And, and yeah, it's just such a geeky thing. So it makes sense that it would be. Yeah. Yeah. For everybody who isn't that geeky like you and I. Why is 42 such a good number? <laughs> because 42 is the answer to life, the universe, and everything, yeah. uh, according yeah. to the one of the, my favorite books, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. So yeah. um, if you guys haven't read that, definitely go check that out. That Those books are amazing. Um, I, I know a lot of people didn't like the movie adaptation. I think it's fun. So, uh, you know. Go, go check out some Hitchhiker's Guide if you haven't, because it's the best. And 42 is the best number. Yes, is. <laughs> it is. So we'll yeah. see if I, if I shoot for 42 again this year or if I maybe hit 50. We'll see. Why? Why did you start a podcast, James? I've always loved podcasts. Uh, I've been listening to podcasts for close to 15 years, probably. I just, I, I love the format. I'm one of those people, I've always kind of sought out new creative endeavors. Uh, I've always bounced back and forth between things, and podcasts was always something I wanted to try. I, I find that when I discover something new or a new art form or something, and I, and I really like it, then I get this urge to try it for myself. So I'll, you know, I 
when I was a teenager, I really started getting into film. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to be a filmmaker. This is this is the answer for me. And of course, it wasn't. And once I discovered toy photography, it was the same kind of thing where I was like, oh, I need to do this for myself. And so podcasts were one of those things that have stuck with me for like 15 years. And I, I never I never tried it. Uh, and part of it was because I, I feel like I didn't have the right idea for it. I didn't want to just be another person babbling on on the microphone about movies or whatever. Not that that's not a valid thing. I love podcasts I like love that. Those. But, yeah, me too. Oh, yeah, I, I really listen. Love those. Yeah, I listen to at least a dozen podcasts on the regular. And a lot of them are about movie news and movie reviews and stuff like that. So I love listening to those kind of things, but I didn't feel like I had anything to offer. So I've always been fascinated with process. I listen to commentaries on movies. I have watched behind the scenes documentaries. I, I buy and read books about the making of things. And I've always been interested in artists and who artists are and, and the behind the scenes of their art. And about 10 years ago, there were things I was watching, like um, there's a French YouTube channel called La Blogothèque, which is an amazing series of stripped down performances with musical artists. Some of them are really small indie bands you've never heard of, and then some of them are bigger names you definitely have heard of, and they, and they kind of meet these people. Uh, in these beautiful locations around Europe, and they strip down all of the the production value, and they'll just film, you know, Iron and Wine playing guitar in a in a guitar shop somewhere or mm. something. And there are these beautifully done, amazing videos with really great musical performances. And about ten years ago, I discovered those and and fell in love with them and watched dozens and dozens and dozens of their videos and thought I should do something like this. And I I started my own thing. It was called Mobile Micro Shows. I started it with a former professor of mine in high school who was a, he was like a poet and, a, and an artist himself, and he's a really cool guy. And we met up one day, and he was super interested in that channel too, and he was really connected with the local art scene in our town. Uh, this was back when I lived in Reno. And so we got together, and I was like, hey, let's do something like that. So we actually started our own show where we would interview bands, like local bands, and then film them actually playing music in similar, definitely not as beautiful locations as like the Arc de Triomphe or something, <laughs> you know, but like you these little like, right, but you know, finding little local bands in Reno dive bars or, or around parks and stuff like that. And we would film their performances. And then I would interview them as well. And when I was thinking about this podcast question, I guess it all kind of started there. Because when I started that, I thought I'll do it as a podcast. Yeah. But I was so into video at the time that I released it as a video series. I think we did like 30 episodes or something over the course of a couple years. And then it just kind of fizzled out. I moved away from Reno. I moved up to here to Portland. And uh, that was probably seven, seven, six or seven years ago that I stopped doing that. That was always a project I really loved and I took a lot of pride in doing. And so when the idea of, okay, I'm finally going to start a podcast came up, I thought, okay, let's do something similar to that but with toy photography. I want to, you know, find these toy photographers that I really admire or people I find on Instagram that I really like their work. And I want to talk to them. I want to interview them and find out what their process is and why do they do what they do. And part of that, I think, is I just love finding new work and, and looking at art and, and showcasing new art. I like, for some reason, I really like, you know, curating that kind of stuff and sharing it with people. I think that's why I've always been interested in blogging and writing, and part of that has always been sharing what I like with other people. So sharing the toy photography I love with the toy photography community and the, the larger, you know, the world at large uh, just seemed like a really fun opportunity. 
And when you look back on this year, which interviews has given you those Eureka moments when you thought, oh, I got it. This is just what I'm looking for. Good question. It's funny. I, you know, I was looking through all the 42 episodes and it's, I I know it's cliche, but it's like trying to pick your favorite children. You know, it's just, (laughs) I I love each of them for different reasons. And, and I have stories about, you know, it's, it's funny because at the end of the day, the podcast episode is about an hour, but the work that went into the podcast and the amount of time I spent on each particular episode takes hours and hours and hours, uh, whether it's researching people, looking through their catalog, I, I, you know, every guest that comes on. I know we'll talk about the process, so I don't want to get too far into it, but, <laughs> you know, I, I look at their work, I, I do all this research on people, I, I reach out to them, I interview them, and then I, after the interview's done, I spend a few more hours getting the episode together, writing a blog post, like it's all of these things. So each episode comes with all of this behind-the-scenes stuff, too, when I think of, oh yeah, I interviewed Father's Figures, and it's like, well, that came with X, Y, and Z. Um, so, so picking favorite episodes is kind of tough, but there have been episodes that stand out to me as, you know, big moments or, or, you know, there were big photographers I wanted to get or, or interesting photographers that I hadn't known before. And then I, I ask them onto the show because I have just discovered them and I'm curious about their work. There's a couple different things that make a landmark episode for me. One of them obviously is is interviewing somebody I really, really like or or really admire, somebody like Vesa or Father's Figures or Sergeant Bananas, these these quote unquote bigger photographers who have helped me get into photography and it helped inspire me to be a photographer myself. So getting them onto the show has been amazing and those are some of my favorite episodes. But then also talking to people I had already known before like uh, John Aiken, uh, Dinosaurs. He was one of my favorite episodes. Just geeking out about dinosaurs for an hour was so much fun. Discovering new artists like uh, Eat My Bones. She was somebody I didn't know before this year. I saw her work somewhere on maybe Flickr or something, immediately fell in love with her skeleton photography and reached out. And then like a few days later or a week later, she was on the show and I was learning about her and and why she does what she does. And so that that part of it, that discovery part of it, I guess, is, is really exciting for me. Being a female photographer, I always, when I listen to the podcast, reading about toy photographers, I always ask myself, where are the, all the women? Mm. You have, I know you have talked with women and you have had these amazing interviews with Lizzie or Eat My Bones or uh, Shelley. Mm-hmm. What's your perspective on that issue? What, why is the, those who rise to the surface that you actually look upon as the main characters that you actually want to, that you adore, only male photographers. Why? Is it because you're a man? Uh, maybe. I don't, I don't. I wouldn't say that the photographers I adore are only male photographers, but I do think there is, for some reason, you know, like it is in every industry and every everywhere in the world. For, for unfortunately, women are are have a harder time than men and are fighting for that equality. And and I stand with them. You know, I totally believe in equal rights and and want women to have all of the opportunities that men do and so when i am finding guests for the show i do consciously try to find a diverse group of people and uh, whether they be genders or genres or 
uh, races or whatever whatever the case might be. I, I really do try to find a diverse group of people and um, a good mix because you know the work that women are doing out there in photography is amazing as well. And uh, I I unfortunately do think that uh, they get less notice than than male photographers, and I think that sucks. So I, I want to try to have more women on the show for sure. I, I get it that one of the drives behind doing a podcast like this is your own motivation, your own interest in the process, in, in finding these photographers, exploring this landscape. But you do it in a public forum. You you actually put it on display uh, in, in this podcast feed. Who are the ideal listener who is actually supposed to listen to this podcast it's funny i think when i started it it was for myself it was just like well i want to do this thing i'm very curious about it i want to talk to these photographers let's do it and a podcast just seemed because i thought for a while i was like well maybe i should just interview people for the blog you know that would have been easier on myself for sure (laughs) to just you know interview people over email or something and then write a blog post about it but but the podcast format I think gives gives a lot of flexibility where you can reach so many people um, and people can listen to it while they're on their commute or, or working or or just doing the dishes whatever the case might be I really like podcasts for that reason and as far as the ideal listener goes what I have seen at least from the first year of doing this is that we actually get a diverse group of people we, we I mean we got downloads from all over the world which is amazing I when I started this I assumed that the only people that would listen would be toy photographers you know it would be somebody who knew who father's figures was or or somebody who maybe had seen Eat My Bones on Instagram or whatever. And what I found was there was actually more diversity than that. There were, I got plenty of messages and, and reviews and, and comments from people who didn't know toy photography was really a thing, but still got a lot from the podcast. So ultimately, what I would love is is a, is that mix. You know, I'm doing this podcast mostly for the toy photography community, uh, showcasing other people's work, bringing people into the, you know, quote unquote spotlight. And not, not that we get like that, you know, that much attention or anything, <laughs> but, you know, giving people a know. chance to, yeah, giving people a chance to share their work and show their work to people who may not have seen them or or people like me who have seen their work and are just more interested. So there's, I'm definitely first and foremost doing this for the toy photography community but at the same time toy photography is just another form of of photography it's not it doesn't have to be this super niche thing so if the listenership for the podcast can be the general audience people who don't go through Instagram every day looking at toy photos people who don't know that action figure photography is a thing that is amazing to me that there there are people like that who do listen to the show and I and I hope that we get more people like that yeah And that is an end goal. So you actually want people to get involved Mm -hmm. in photography. The the best listener, as I hear it, is someone who gives it a try then <laughs> <laughs> yeah i uh, i have a cousin actually who isn't a photographer didn't follow toy photography but he started listening to this show because he's like hey you know i want to support you and he actually he called me up a couple weeks ago and he was like hey how do i get into this i, I kind of want to try this for myself <laughs> and that i was like yes you know that was a, a big win for me it was just kind of getting him interested in it and thinking about toy photography as an option i think 
you know, like I said, I think it's such a, it seems like such a niche thing, but it's, it's just another form of photography and just another way to, to express yourself artistically and another way to tell stories. And it just happens to be with toys. So I think the more people like, like him that can discover the show and, and maybe not even start photography themselves. I know that photography isn't for everybody, but to just get people to pay attention a little bit more to toy photography and, and to view it as a valid art form would, would be amazing. Don't you think people do that? View it as an art form, playing with toys and with a camera? I think so. It? I think, uh, I think more and more people are starting to, to notice it and, and see it. I think, uh, this year just being a little more tapped into the community and looking out for things like that. I have noticed that toy photography is becoming a little bit more mainstream and, and people are accepting it a little bit more, which I think is awesome. Yeah, because product photography, we talked about that earlier when you introduced yourself, is actually something that many people have encountered. So, so toy photography is just in one way a niche of that yeah yeah absolutely for me my my end game or my strive in life is always to get to to explore new things to learn i i think uh, when i don't want to learn anything new then i i probably won't be be so fun to be with so so for me one of the most important questions around this is what have you learned doing this podcast working with the medium of audio because it is different working with sound compared with doing yes <laughs> pictures or moving moving images so tell us what have you learned about doing podcasts the the number one thing i learned was to not underestimate the amount of time it takes to make a podcast <laughs> um, <laughs> when i started this show i was unemployed and then once it got going, I got a new job and then started working full time. The difference there was was huge. Before I started the podcast, I, I always had this idea in my head, like, well, podcasting is easy. You know, video is video is really tough to do, especially I've I filmed weddings. And that is really, really stressful because it's like, well, you get one shot to get the, the kiss, you know, or, or to get the bouquet toss or whatever. And, <laughs> and catching moving images like that and... And video is, is really tough because it is so visual and it so relies on you doing a good job. Whereas podcasting appealed to me because I, I like the editing process. I find that true with my photography. I find that true with video. Like when I do video, I prefer to do editing and not shooting. So with podcasting, it really appealed to me that, hey, you just jump on Skype with somebody, talk for, for a while, and then trim the interview down to something listenable. And... I had I had this very stupid notion in my head that that was easy to do. Yeah, I'm laughing. I'm <laughs> yeah. laughing on this side of the <laughs> the world. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I I didn't understand how much work and time and energy really goes into producing and and creating a podcast every week. I just yeah. thought, well, you know, you you meet with somebody on Skype, you plug in your microphone, you talk for an hour, and boom, you're done. You know, and uh, that first interview that I did with Shelley. Uh, it took me over eight hours to to edit the first episode. Yeah. I, I get that. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I I know. <laughs> and, and yeah, and part of that is that I'm nitpicky and I, I'm a perfectionist when it comes to to my final product. I've always been that way. 
I get really, really granular in my editing. I find it true with my photos. I'll like zoom in super, super far and, and get rid of all these little dust particles and things that no one's ever going to see. But but for me, it's it's really important to do that. And um, I find that the same is, has become true with podcasting where, yes, we record for an hour, but then I listen to it and trim things down and, and get rid of some of my ums and ahs, which there are a lot of. I kind of mumble and, and ramble in case you guys haven't noticed. And uh, so the editing process actually took a lot longer than I thought it would. And things like uh, prepping for the podcast took longer than I thought it would because, like I said, I have to, when when I get a guest onto the show, I want I want to be a prepared interviewer. I want to know the direction of, of the conversation and where I want the conversation to go. And, and so that requires looking through somebody's entire feed of photographs and seeing their, their photographic journey, finding out, okay, what toys do they shoot with the most? It's that that way I can say, hey, why do you shoot with G.I. Joe action figures? You know, um, why do you shoot with Lego as your main subject? Hey, I noticed that a year ago you were doing this and you're not doing it anymore. That kind of thing. So researching people actually took more work than I thought it would, too. So just all of these things compounded where, where you're doing all this research for people. The scheduling takes a while because you have to I'm, I'm finding people all over the world in different time zones, trying to work around work schedules and family schedules and things like that, while also trying to release a show every single week which can be really time consuming, really rewarding. Like I'm not trying to complain at all. I'm just saying that it's something that I never anticipated when I started. I thought, oh, this will take me a couple hours every week and boom, I'll be done. (laughs) Um, The editing process doesn't take me eight hours anymore, but it does take like two. Uh, So, you know, the you add a couple hours of research, uh, an hour or two for the recording, uh, the scheduling and stuff that goes into that beforehand, the back and forth emailing, creating questions for people, and then re- editing the episodes takes a while. Then I have to export the episodes, upload it onto Podbean, write a blog post, schedule the post. Uh, there, there's all these extra things that go into podcasting that I, that I never knew about before. I should have because it's the same with any art form you're doing. There's all this other prep work and, and post-production work that goes into it but it's something I never anticipated with podcasting so that's that's like the biggest lesson I learned was just to appreciate that more and and to really understand the the work that does go into these and there are people whose podcasts I've been listening to where they've been recording every single week for years and I just think wow like that that's dedication and and takes a lot more work than I ever anticipated so I have I have a lot more appreciation for for podcasters than I did before. Yeah, and when you have said that, we have to actually give you an extra bravo for the 42 episodes you did for 2018 (laughs) because that's amazing when when Shelley told me that you were starting a podcast and you were going to do once a week and I said oh wow we do once a week and we edited uh, each week uh, we we are two people editing and James is doing everything that is a huge work Mm. so I'm really super impressed oh thank you super impressed Thank you. It's definitely it's something that uh, into the new year, I'm trying to be better about. uh, I've always struggled with time management and procrastination. And unfortunately, those things carried on to me podcasting. So I would when I started out, I had a bunch of episodes recorded and I was ahead. And so I thought, okay, great. Now I can relax a little bit. And then I'm behind and I'm recording, (laughs) you know, on a Friday and releasing the episode on a Sunday and and all that. So finding a good rhythm in the new year and, and being better about my time management 
is something I, I'm committing to and something that I think is going to ultimately help the podcast. And I'll probably find help this year as well. Doing it by myself is a lot of work. Uh, I tend to to kind of be that kind of person where I take on too much and I say yes to too many things. And part of it is just, I like doing all the stuff, you know, I like doing the research part of it. I like doing the, you know, I have to be here for the interviews, obviously. And, and I like doing the editing, but I need to understand at the same time that I'm only one person and that my wife sometimes needs me to be around <laughs> on a Friday night, you know. And you can't burn the candles in the both ends. You have exactly. to actually save something for 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 the wife. Right. And I have to say that I have always been so impressed when we do the episodes and we do it late Saturday and you actually put it online the day after I'm always so impressed <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just a lot of me hunched over my computer for the weekend you know yeah. <laughs> which which is worth it you know I I don't mean to I hope I'm not coming off as complaining or anything like that because now, yes no, it, you're not supposed to be feeling that way we are so impressed with you James and <laughs> I'm only the listeners talking to you so listen to me we are super impressed thank you we love the work you do it's amazing that means a lot to me and and i'm really proud of the the podcast and the work that i've you put into should it be. And, yeah, yeah you should be thank you i am and and i'm very excited for the new year and excited to to find help on the show and get more people involved i think it's one of those things i i have a hard time relieving control i guess but then every time i do it, it feels good and then it's it becomes a new fun thing when you have a, a team of people working on something so so look out for that in the new year uh, i don't know when that's going to happen or exactly what's going to happen there. But uh, I'm definitely looking into new options for that kind of thing. You just revealed for us that you do this podcast because you are curious, maybe, about the process around uh, doing creative stuff. Mm -hmm. What have you learned about creativity and doing photography and toy photography, especially during all these interviews you have done? What have you learned? It's, it's interesting because I think, um, you know, I started as a fan of toy photography before I was a toy photographer. And so I was, uh, I, I was always inspired by other photographers and that's what got me into it. So I would look at, you know, images from people like Vesa and be like, oh, how do I do that? You know, and um, there was always this thought in the back of my mind that there was some secret formula I just needed to figure out. You know, like, oh, there's just... <laughs> what is? Please right. tell us what is the formula. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I, and I would, you know, I would uh, look at someone's images on Flickr. And what I love about Flickr is that if you choose to anyway, it can show you the the, the exif data. yeah the exif uh, data on on the side and so it tells you you know what camera they used what lens they used what focal length all that kind of stuff i love that i love yeah that. I, I love, love that, that feature but i used to use it as like oh okay so i just need to do that i just need to look you know <laughs> i'll look at an image from somebody and say okay well they're using this kind of camera so i need to look into getting one of those they're using this focal length lens so i need to look into getting one of those you know it's like i I thought it was this checklist that you had to get everything off the checklist. And as I started doing photography myself, I realized, oh, that's not true at all. And that, yes, if I did get all of those same materials that somebody else had, and I was using the same focal length and the same the same aperture and all that stuff, I, my images wouldn't, wouldn't be the same. That's just not how photography works. So that's something I learned once I started doing photography. But I think that even when I was doing that, there was always that thought in my mind about the about the formula. 
And so <laughs> part of... Give us some insights. What is it? Right. <laughs> so I think that maybe part of doing the interviews was, well, I can ask these people directly, like, hey, how did you do this? Or how do you, you know? And as I talked to more people throughout the year, I, I began to realize that there isn't a formula. I found that, you know, photography isn't one size fits all and that everybody is doing something different. Once I found that out and realized that, oh, all these photographers are just people. They're just people like me. They're people with day jobs. They're people with families. They're people that go out on the weekends to do toy photography, just like I do. It, it really opened my eyes to to just the nature of, of art and, and artists and and that all of these people, even the, the most famous artists you've ever heard of, they're just people. And they just happen to be people, people that are really, really good at whatever they do. So that, in turn, really inspired me to, okay, instead of just trying to copy some formula, I need to, f what's my formula? What What is going to work best for me? And so that really drove me this year to to become a better photographer and to, to finally learn all those technical things and and all of that and and to grow as a photographer that way instead of just trying to cheat and, and figure out what what the settings were that I needed to, to set up does does that make sense yeah and I want to know what have you come what is the secret sauce for you what is the the goal that strives what is the itching because I think of it as a, a, a stone in the shoes that mm -hmm. is itching all the time. I can't yeah. really get rid of it. <laughs> what, is, what is your stone? Good, <laughs> good question. I, I've had that stone in my shoe for a long, long time, probably my whole life. For me, I guess my itch is storytelling. You know, I, I love telling stories and... Yeah, I'm just I'm always thinking of scenarios in my head or, or shots in my head. I don't and I don't know what it is. Maybe it is just because I love those. I love stories in general. I'm always, you know, yeah. reading books, reading comics, watching movies, watching TV, listening to podcasts. Like I, I'm always seeking those things out yeah. in my yeah. I'm always <laughs> seeking out those stories in my for myself, and then I think with that, I then get inspired to okay, let me tell my own stories now, and so. Yeah. That, that's always what, what drives me. And, and this year, the big thing was how, and I think part of it was the themed episodes we were doing and just doing the podcast in general and asking other people about their process and why they're doing things. It really made me think about myself, you know, those things in myself. So just being more conscious of that and, and realizing... That we all struggle with the same problems. <laughs> right, right. And, and... <laughs> there isn't a magic wand coming to someone and saying, oh, you have you have this brilliant gift and you will... <laughs> right. Or, oh, I just need to get the, the fancy macro lens that you're using and then my images will finally be as good as yours, you know. Uh, that, yeah. That's not really the case. And so um, for me this year, that, that itch was was the storytelling thing but also you know finally learning those things for myself fi finally figuring out the technical you know because I used to just get my camera I'd have an idea in my head I would shoot it and push a bunch of, bunch of buttons on my camera until it kind of came out how I wanted but I never knew how to get what was in my head onto the actual photo you know and and this year I I finally buckled down and learned those technical skills and learned what what the heck is an aperture and, and ISO and how do those work together and, and what do you need to, to do? And and now I shoot totally manually in my camera and, and I feel really confident in my skills where I, I'll have an image in my head and I can finally capture exactly what I want. And yeah. so part of that was... Like taking control. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Part of that was taking control, but then also just, you know, viewing other people's work all year long. I think just being surrounded by toy photography for the yeah. year 
really uh, really inspired me to, to push myself and finally learn those things. So, so I actually have the podcast, I think, to thank for, for improving those skills. And, you know, I'm not trying to say I'm a master or anything. I'm definitely still learning, but, but now I feel more confident and I can finally take images that I feel proud of or, or represent exactly what I had in mind. And so, yeah, I think I, I definitely have the podcast to thank for that. And that's, that's amazing. And if people listen to the podcast, maybe we'll, they will get some of your experience as well, because listening to all these interviews, you get the insights about how other people actually think around their creativity and how they work with their photography. And you see some of the magic behind the scene magic and I love that mm-hmm. about it with the interviews actually I thought we would talk about the content as well uh, around some of the episodes I know we have talked for um, almost 45 minutes yeah I know it's crazy <laughs> I feel like I've rambled so <laughs> but I have a lot of questions left so, so I'll take hey it's, it's our show so we can we can go as long as we want <laughs> we'll <laughs> we talk make the rules forever <laughs> they will have a long episode today <laughs> uh, most of the episodes uh, during the year were interviews and some are reviews and some of the th- 12 of them are themes theme episodes with mm-hmm. me is this some sort of content you prefer to do? How do you balance the mix and what do you like about it? Because I realize I will get an answer like, I like everything. <laughs> right. Well, I was just going to say, so okay. gotcha. <laughs> um, you know, to be truth, to be honest, I, I do like everything. Um, one thing I, I like about what happened with the show was originally my, my idea was, well, I'll just interview people every week. Uh, I think I was inspired by podcasts like uh, How I Built This uh, from NPR is, is an amazing yeah. podcast where, where a guy at NPR interviews entrepreneurs and and I was really inspired by that podcast and then things like uh, WTF with Mark Marin, where he interviews celebrities and comedians and, and other artists and, and talks at length about not just their work but their their life and their history and, and, and I always I was interested in that kind of thing so that's why I started the show as interviews was I was like well I'll just do that I'll, I'll talk to toy photographers and, and figure out who these people are and, and I really really love doing those but what I found was those take up a lot of time and energy and are harder to to make than I anticipated getting an interview guest every single week can be tough sometimes life comes at you fast and 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 sometimes I I'll find myself at the end of a week without an episode so as much as I love doing those interviews they do take more time than something like a themed episode or or one of our review episodes so I really like that you that you suggested the theme episodes because it helps me as the podcaster add a little bit of variety into the schedule and give me a little bit of leeway as far as um, finding more time to get somebody in for an interview or or editing a particularly longer interview or whatever that might be whereas a themed episode is it's kind of a quote-unquote easier episode to to make you know there there's <laughs> yeah. less uh, there you know there's a photo that has to be taken and there's there is research that goes into the themes but there's less prep work that goes into it. You and I come up with the, you know, we schedule our recording almost a month in advance. So those are a little easier for me to wrap my head around just because they are a little bit more steady and uh, a little bit a little bit more casual than an actual interview, you know. We have a formula as well. We have this three right. parts way through it. We have this, it's a setting. It's, it's all the time. We do it the same way. I, I, 
I like it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I definitely really like that we do that. And yeah, I like the structure to it. And it's just, it's a little more casual as a, as the interviewer to do those because it's just you and I talking for an hour. Whereas an interview, I have to really, I have to be the one that drives the conversation forward and finds the segues into my questions and all that stuff. And, and that takes a lot of just mental gymnastics in the interview, you know, really paying attention and, and driving that with the the idea in my head of like, okay, how is this final episode going to turn out? Where am I going to put my music transitions? Where am I going to put a break or, or segue into the next question? Whereas a themed episode or even a review is a little bit more freeform and laid back, which is a nice little respite from doing the, the interviews. Uh, finding other topics to talk about and finding themes to discuss and, and things to review, I think it just adds more to the the podcast in general. I don't just want it to be interviews every single week. I want it to be a podcast about toy photography itself as well. Yeah, I, I get that. Because I'm only one listener, but, but I pretend to be everybody today. So I think the reviews are... I think it's really nice to get that mix together so so I can get both the insights of how it is to do a review as well as you reviewing the light cube or you telling about this amazing Lego set or whatever. And on the other hand, I love listening to the insights about photography and other people's creative journey and how they actually rumble upon thing and drives through rabbit holes. And, and the podcast is really a good mix of that. When you started and you said, I'm going to do all the reviews and I suggested a theme, I really remember me suggesting you should do a theme episode. I can do one with you every month. And you sound sounded all startled and... Uh, maybe well maybe I can do that and I said we but people have to get to know you as well Mm. you can't only be the one asking all the questions we have to get to know you as well so I think a a theme episode is a good idea because then we will get to know the photographer behind the interviewer Mm. the the real James Um, yeah (laughs) yeah so that was my my suggestion and and upon that building on on these reviews I really love the review episodes because they give a totally different uh, perspective on on toy photography Mm -hmm. Uh, one that I don't even have because I don't do reviews but but I love listening to reviews and I love getting insights on how it is done and the difficulties and all the stuff you have with these technical aspects of Waltron or uh, the light cube in the water and all the stuff around it Mm -hmm. I thought I think it's fun all the details make this it significant I love the details in in podcasting and I love that in in this podcast so so as the only listener here I can say I think it's a good mix (laughs) I think you should do more of it thank you yeah I I definitely want to mix it up even more in the new year you know obviously keep doing interviews and and that'll be the the main focus I think but some of the big episodes I remember doing are things like the loom cube review or the Voltron review or, or interviewing Trevor from loom cube or interviewing Brian Volk Weiss from the Toys That Made Us, you know, those those opportunities that I, I didn't anticipate when I started doing the podcast, those things really stick out to me as, as landmark episodes or, or fun little experimental episodes that I, I want to do more of in the new year. Yeah, because I wonder, 
listening to those because when when we started or when you started and you interviewed me and I just stumped, I just released this idea to you and you said yes I, I'll I'll go for it have I have the review with the toys that made us or the review with the loom cube or the interview around it how had those also stumbled upon you and you just t- took the opportunity or how have you actually got those opportunities during the year uh, at the beginning of 2018 one of my resolutions i guess was to seek out opportunities and say yes to opportunities i, I wanted to put myself out there more and and just see what happened so so like for example when you suggested the theme episodes that was something that wasn't on my mind at all but i remember coming out of that interview so excited you know i, I told my wife i was like hey christine and i are gonna meet every month now and do the and she was like oh okay she you know she was pretty surprised and like are, are you sure you want to completely change what you were doing and and i i like that i like you know staying on my toes creatively and coming up with new ideas and trying new things out. I think that's really fun. And and so part of it was I wanted to say yes to opportunities and I and I also wanted to experiment more. So that's that's kind of how things like that came about. But as far as like the Loom Cube thing goes, the opportunity came to us on the blog. And I'm and I'm always trying to find ways to tie the podcast to the blog a little bit more because it is you know the toy photographers podcast and yeah. it's n- it's not just a podcast about toy photography but it is a podcast tied to the blog, hosted by the blog. You know I I really I f- I feel strongly about supporting the blog and and I love the blog, and and the work that Shelley and Brett and, and our whole crew have put into it. And so I don't just want the podcast to be its own thing. I also want it to be tied to what we're doing on the blog. And so part of that has been, you know, I'll see a guest post come up and think, oh, wow, that is really interesting. I should get them on the show and talk to them. The Loom Cube opportunity came our way. I think because I did a spider holster review, the Loom Cube people saw that and reached out to us and said, hey, do you want to join in on this Loom Cube contest we're doing? And uh, that actually, the podcast opportunity came up because Shelly just volunteered it to them, uh, which I'm, I'm glad she did. You know, she came to me later and was like, hey, I hope that's okay, because I told them you would do an, a podcast about it. <laughs> and and it was fun. And I actually ended up doing, I think, three podcasts just all about the Loom Cube. One of them was yeah. my interview with Trevor. I interviewed Sergeant Bananas, who was helping with the contest. And then we did a review on the podcast as well. Yeah. And I, I really liked that experience and kind of having a month of, of episodes that were all kind of tied together and tied to what was going on in the community. So that's something I want to try more in the new year as well is uh, like in January, for instance, the January theme, I guess, hosted by uh, Crash Override and, and Dr. Nevermore. I'm, I'm interviewing them about that because it's it's a really cool big project that's going on all month of January. So I not only want to have them on the show because I'm a fan of their work and want to do single interviews with them, but also like, hey, let's talk about this project that you guys do every year. And and, and so I want to find more things like that as well throughout the year. Yeah. Things, yeah, things that, that kind of stick out as, you know, um, as either themes or, or meetups are happening or or there's a contest going on and we can shed some light on it or whatever that might be. Uh, I'm always kind of, I maybe it's the social media marketer in me is looking for like those SEO opportunities or, yeah. or like, hey, this thing's kind of buzzworthy. Let's let's figure out why or, or, or talk to the people behind it. So I like that. I like that when when the 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 podcast and the blog and the competition on the blog or in the community actually fit together. And I always feel 
a bit shame because you know this, but the listeners don't know that. I always say, uh, I don't want to do the contest. <laughs> we, what, our theme can be something else, can't it? And you say, yes, it can be something else. <laughs> because I think it's so difficult. I can't do, I can't do January Ant-Man because I can't do Ant-Man. <laughs> Sorry, I love it, but, but it ain't me. <laughs> right, and, and that's okay, you know, and that's part of, I, I like that our themed episodes are also not just about me and my work, but you as well, and and you give such a, an interesting angle to toy photography that I had never thought of before, and, and you bring so much into it that I don't, and, and we come from, you know, different countries and different backgrounds, and, and I, I love that mix, so, so I think adding a little bit of variety there, too, is really fun and, and interesting. And, and I think in those cases, it's, I, I like that we keep it a little separate from the competition happening in the community. And I don't want to inundate people with too much stuff. So that there's always a balance of, of tying things into what's going on while also, you know, being our own thing and, and exploring our own themes and ideas and challenges and stuff like that. But maybe one, one month next year, we can do the same theme as the other community maybe <laughs> yeah absolutely you know it depends on what the competition is too yeah 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 i don't give it don't give my full heart but but a bit of it <laughs> and, and sometimes it's not even that you don't want to do it but it's like well the the logistics behind something because you know we record and sometimes we'll record a week before the episode goes yeah. out sometimes we record a, a day before the episode goes out it just depends on what's happening yeah. and so you know, you and I have to prep as far as coming up with images, coming up with the themes, uh, the timing of the episode. It can be difficult sometimes when we're recording to think, okay, we're recording this on the 28th. It'll come out on the 1st. How are we going to get people to submit yeah. their images in time? Like, it's yeah. just sometimes logistically it doesn't work. <laughs> so I know. Now you're in front of me in my shadow. I'm going <laughs> to ask another question about the interviews. I want to know... If there is a person that you have done an interview during the year that you want to do, that you would love to do a second interview with, or there is a question that you wish you had asked when mm. you listen to the to the result and you realize, bollocks, I should have asked that. Hmm. Uh, I can't think of any specific examples for that, but yes, there are definitely. I come up with my questions for people ahead of time, and part of that is you know going through their their feed and, and figuring out things I want to ask and then we do the interview and a lot of times new questions come up or, or they bring up things that I hadn't anticipated which is really fun but there are times when I'm listening later and I think oh I wish I'd followed up on this or, or I wish I'd asked them about this or oh I you know as I am writing the blog post for them I realize oh so-and-so was at Comic-Con this year, and I, and I forgot to ask him about that. That's unfortunate. That would have been cool to talk about. So there definitely have been moments like that, but uh, I, I do love that each of the podcasts is its own thing and that they all kind of happen organically, even though there is a lot of prep that goes into it. The interview itself is, is conversational and organic and, and can go in a lot of different directions. So that's just part of, you know, par for the course as far as uh, missing questions or wishing I had done other things. There's there's always that piece of it. Do you have a list of people that you want to go back to and ask again and do a new, another interview with? Yeah, I've definitely thought of that, especially, you know, there, there are people that, let's say I interviewed them earlier in the year, and then later on in the year, they, they became involved in a really cool project or, or started a new series or had an art show somewhere or started selling work or, or whatever, you know, 
people's work changes throughout the year. And so there have definitely been a few photographers where I, I see, oh, hey, you're doing something new that you weren't doing when we talked last time. I haven't really brought people back like that, uh, but it's definitely something I've, I'm thinking of in for 2019. Um, and then I, I, when I have brought people back, like, you know, Shelly, Brett, uh, you, of course, um, uh, Tony to look, he was, he was a great guest to have on a couple times. He's someone I just love talking to. And so having him on again was, was really fun. Um, so there, there, I, I kind of have a running list of the people who've been on the show and, and I'm always thinking of new ways to, to get them back. And I think part of that is that it might be easier to have, have a returning guest than a new guest sometimes it you know easier to come up with a topic i don't have to do as much research we can talk we can do a shorter episode because people already know who they are and we can just talk about this little piece that i want to talk about so that's something i'm definitely looking into in 2019 is how do i get people to come back and and find good reasons to bring them back and new things to talk to them yeah. about i think doing a podcast with your fans with the people that you admire that you want to talk to don't you get a bit starstruck yeah <laughs> I, I do how do you uh, handle that <laughs> it's tough uh i handle that first off by just putting things off so like the the vessa interview the with uh, avanaut uh, a couple weeks ago he was he was on my list from the from the very beginning because he was one he's always been one of my favorite toy photographers he's somebody who inspired me to try toy photography myself he's someone whose style i really tried to emulate for a while and you know he was one of those people where i've really studied his flicker, you know, and trying to figure out the formula. <laughs> Exit data. Yeah, exactly. Um, so he was he was somebody who I was really intimidated. Just like I have never talked to this person before. I have no idea what he's like. I have no idea, you know, how it's gonna go. And and I really I stressed about my questions and like, am I asking the right things or how is he gonna feel about these questions? You know, that's that's kind of where I stand as far as being starstruck by somebody is. I worry like, oh, am I going to sound like an idiot or am I going to ask them the wrong questions or and talking to somebody like uh, Brian Volkweiss was the same kind of thing. He's not like a huge name or anything, but he's somebody who works in television and works on a TV show on Netflix that I really like and is somebody who I had to go through, you know, his assistant to get scheduled and when we he had a, like a, a set block of time to do the, the interview for. And so there was a little bit more tension that went with that and a little bit more stress just as far as like well I'm coming to him as a representative of our blog and and as a, a fan of his work so I have to balance those two things I I can't sound too much like a fanboy you know and <laughs> and I also have to act uh, professionally and and ask good questions and I also have to leave the interview with him thinking like hey that was a good interview I'm glad we did that I, I never want and it hasn't happened yet as far as I, I know anyway of where I or we leave an interview and somebody's like yeah I wish I hadn't been on the show you know that that's that's always like <laughs> the deepest darkest fears that that somebody will email me later and be like hey can we never mind <laughs> you know <laughs> that that hasn't happened and I hope it never does happen but that's you know maybe one of those irrational fears in the back of my mind when I'm coming up with some of these episodes yeah I get that <laughs> about the fanboy <laughs> you want to come up with like the fanboy <laughs> yeah exactly like you know people like uh, father's figures or someone else whose work I really look 
look up to or or like intangible dandy or or, or somebody like that who whose work i've been following for a long time and, and i kind of look up to them you know or sergeant bananas was the same kind of way or or even somebody like you know shelly and brett were people who i i'm friends with them now and i and i've and part of the blog with them but I they are still kind of on this pedestal in my mind of like some of my favorite photographers and, and people who have inspired me and so always you know there's a little bit of nervousness that comes with that I guess yeah but that is good isn't it yeah to be yeah. on the edge feeling that you have something to strive for on the other hand have you experienced the other the thing that that you actually have looked up on a person and when you have actually talked to it you realize that was mm, not my piece of cake <laughs> <laughs> um no there hasn't been anybody on the on the show that that I walked away thinking like oh that that didn't go as well as I hoped or or that person was different than I than I thought they would be everybody that I've talked to has been amazing and and um it's one of those things where I I'll be really nervous going into an interview and then the second we start talking, it just that all melts away because that's just two people talking on Skype about toys and photography. And I think that's a benefit of being a photographer myself and somebody who's really interested in this is that the conversation comes easily because I'm interested in what they're interested in. And I'm, you know, very curious about the their process because I want to learn from them or I, or I looked at their work and thought god how did they do that you know so there's that once we start talking and the conversation starts and things get rolling it really becomes a lot easier and I think part of that nervousness too comes from the fact that I I don't like being in the spotlight very much like this episode really stressed me out just because I realized <laughs> I would be talking for so long well, you um, don't feel that anymore, do you? I'm not that difficult. No, I'm no. Not that. <laughs> I'm not that horrible. <laughs> no, you're great. And, you know, I used to get, you know, a little nervous about our theme episodes just because I didn't know you very well uh, when we started doing these. You know, the interview I did with you was the longest you and I had ever talked. <laughs> so when you said, hey, let's do these every month, I thought, okay, hopefully we gel, you know. Um, and luckily we do. And now I count you as one of my friends, you know. And so, yeah, I count you as one of my friends as well <laughs> and when I tell people that I do this podcast in English <laughs> and everybody looks at me and says how do you manage in English <laughs> talking about images and I say I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I'm a totally stressed out about the language issue and if I'm I'm going to tell everybody what I see in an image and even it isn't my first language <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah I, I admire that you do that because I have a hard enough time doing that and English is my language so you know just yeah so I think part of that nervousness comes from a podcast is t totally driven by your voice and and the conversation and and as the host of something like this you have to be the one that initiates that and, and drives that forward and and speaks clearly and slowly enough and that there's all these things that go into it that I didn't anticipate. Uh, part of why I like toy photography is that I don't have to deal with people. I can do it by myself and I am not the center of attention. And that that kind of thing has always been hard for me. You know, when I do video stuff, I don't like being in front of the camera. I like being behind the camera. So yeah, I think just uh, the more I do this though, the more comfortable I become and, and the easier it becomes. And and uh, hopefully this year that, that just becomes the case even more you know that, that it just becomes even more natural and my 
my notes there says reviews and we have talked about the reviews so i'm not going to stay stay here long but but i really like the reviews and how it came about in in the podcast and uh, you have done the lime cube you have done some league reviews is there any other sorts of reviews you have done or is it do you would you like to do reviews on on lenses and uh, what kind of reviews would you like to do um i th- i don't think you're missing any i think we just did the the loom cube review the voltron and the harry potter minifigs which was really yeah. really fun and kind of that was an experimental one where i you know it was like hey these new minifigs are out everybody's talking about them um, I know that Lizzie is a huge fan of Harry Potter and hey, if our schedules line up, let's try it. And, and I really liked that episode and I want to do more things like that. Maybe, you know, as the new minifigs come out this year or new sets come out or, or we get new opportunities on the blog to then augment those with a review episode as well, I think is, is a good opportunity and something that would be fun to do. Um, I've also thought about doing other kinds of reviews, like uh, maybe a movie review, like Welcome to Marwin just came out, and it's a movie about a toy photographer, and it's a story that a lot of us already know because of the documentary and, and the book that it's based on, and, you know, the the real-life story, and so maybe that would be a fun, you know, movie review to do with somebody who, who really enjoyed the movie, and we can talk about it, and and, uh, or maybe someone who didn't enjoy the movie. I right. mean, love it when, when people talk and they have different perspectives on stuff and don't like everything. Yeah, exactly. And so that's something I'm thinking of too. And the way I always try to approach those things is from a toy photographer's perspective. It's the same as when I write a review for a Lego set or, or something like that is I'm not just reviewing it like, do I like this thing? But is it of value for toy photographers? Is the is the movie worth seeing as a toy photographer? Is the, the Lego set worth buying as somebody who's going to then turn around and try to photograph the set? Like, I might love a Lego set, but it might suck to photograph that Lego set. That's definitely happened a few times. So so as I think of the new year and, and more reviews that I want to do, I'm, I'm always trying to think of it through that lens of, yes, we're talking about a movie and this is a photography podcast, but that maybe this movie is stop motion and that is a form of toy photography or maybe this is a particular movie like the new Star Wars movie might be fun just because of how much uh, how much photography is going to happen because of the movie or, yeah. or how many new toys are going to be released or, or whatever so so that's something I'm thinking about this year too is how do I find new things like that to do and I, I think I'm always down to try something new as long as it fits within the mission statement of the podcast which is just that I want to you know shed a light on toy photography and talk about photography and and the the validity of toy photography and how we can pull from all of these different things to, to influence our own work so so if if something does line up like that and seems fun to do I'm definitely going to try it out so yeah. so we'll see because I think that the reviews we talked about this earlier about the CEO value and trying to blend the blog and the podcast and the commu- what happens in the community together because what I think the podcast actually do is put on an extra layer towards toy photography I get the sound or the way we actually communicate through sound seems to give perspectives that I don't get through text or through images when I look up on a a review on the blog I always see these amazing images of this this Lego set or toy or whatever but when you talked about the Waltron I realized how difficult it was to do the photos Hmm. even though I didn't see that in the end result because I only saw these amazing pictures so so it gives some 
extra layer towards the content and I like that. Yeah, it's kind of that that angle that I originally wanted to do was just the the process. You know, it's like yes, I'm looking at these amazing final images from somebody, but how hard were they to get? What did you have to do to get to get them? And I know that it's funny because photography is one of those things where the the final product is kind of the is is it, you know? It's like, well, yeah. it doesn't matter if I took a shot in 5 minutes or 5 days, like it's just it took as long as it took and there it is, you know. And I think it's easy to just kind of dismiss that and be like, well, you know, there you go. But but I've always been interested in the process and the people behind the work and what it took to to make something. So that's definitely something I'm I'm always trying to to uncover as we go forward. And I love that. Go I think that's a good mission statement for the the podcast and for the blog as well because they have the same idea behind them they you want to reveal the process you want to talk about the process you want to talk about how do we do images and why do we do images of toys uh, and uh, I think that's fascinating uh, I'm not doing that much toy photography these days but but I'm still so fascinating about the process and the, and the idea behind the image and it mm -hmm. doesn't really matter what the sort of image you do I want to know I want to know about the process I agree yeah exactly that. yeah and I, I think it for me, it used to be, oh, I want to know how you did it. You know, I want to know what camera you used, or I want to know what lens you used, or, or where you shot this. But now the the question is kind of morphing into like, why? Why are you doing this? Um, what is driving you to do this? Why this particular toy? Why this particular story? Or, or whatever that might be. I'm finding that I'm, I'm less concerned about how someone did something. Uh, as I've learned more technical skills, I find that it doesn't matter what kind of lights someone is using. All that matters is how they're using the light. And, and do they have a good grasp on on that and and so figuring out the the why behind things instead of the the what has been extremely uh, beneficial for me and is kind of given uh, a good focus for for the podcast and makes it something that uh, adds more value than just oh I used this lens with this camera and got this shot you know I, I think that the why is definitely more important what comes through in this episode is that you and I do podcast once a month around a theme mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but that is our common ground we talk about we have this common podcast at least once a month <laughs> and and I have that some episodes I want to know about those as well I want to know about the theme episodes as I already said I just put that in in I thought it was a, such a good idea to get to know you as a photographer oh yeah yeah, I, I loved I, it. I yeah. really think we got to know you as a photographer as well, at mm. least some insights about you as a photographer. Yeah, I think uh, it's something that when I started the show, I was like, well, no one's going to care about me. You know, the, the, <laughs> the focus of the, the episodes is the guest. And I try not to make the show about myself. I even, you know, it's I try to keep my anecdotes at a, at a minimum or, or interruptions with somebody. You know, it's I feel like when I'm when I have somebody on the show, they're the star and I, I want to know more about them and so that's that's originally what I was going into it and I think that's just from listening to those other shows that I mentioned like uh, WTF or how I built this it's like the interviewer is is just there to drive the conversation yeah. um, but then once you suggested that we do the themes it, it it made sense to me that as you know I'm a photographer as well and so maybe people knowing more about me does help 
them understand why I might be asking certain questions or what what knowledge I'm already bringing into something before we start talking about it. So so I, I do see the value in that, even if at first I was like, well, no one's going to care about me. You know, it's, 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 <laughs> I, I'm just the host. It's it's my show, but it's the show's not about me, you know, and I and I still think that's the case. I, I try not to be the focus, but like the, I was a little nervous about doing this just because it, it feels self-serving to, to talk about myself. But but I do understand the validity behind it and, and that people are curious. And and uh, now that we've done a year's worth of podcasts and I feel comfortable, I am, I am happy to talk about myself a little <laughs> bit more. <laughs> you, you ought to talk. I think I have the opposite view on, on that because I think it's all around you because you decide who is going to be the guest you decide the questions you drive the 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 storytelling around the episode so Mm. i think you actually do a lot more around the podcast than you pretend to do (laughs) so so you only you only try to try to feel like you are the silent or the invisible driver but you are actually the driver you are the one who decides almost everything so, <laughs> so we have to get you out in light <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true I, I never really thought of it quite like that so uh, good point the theme episode what have you learned around those what going into that I kind of tricked you. I always feel like I'm tricking you <laughs> in those episodes. That's kind of my role. <laughs> but what have you learned? <laughs> those episodes have really helped me think about my work more. I think I used to just, I would get an idea for a shot and I think, oh, that's funny. And I would, I would take the shot and that was it. And, and now those episodes really make me think more about my intent. I, I know we've talked about this a lot, but but my intent behind an image and the story I'm trying to tell and that in turn has led me to understanding more of the technical skills so that I can convey the things I want and so honestly those those themed episodes have done a lot to to dramatically change the way I take photos and my photography in general even something as simple as you know uh, landscapes for instance like that seems like such a simple like oh I'll just take a landscape but that episode made me do do some research on landscape photography, get a new appreciation for it, think of how I could use landscape photography with toys. Uh, it, it just opens my eyes to new possibilities and drives me to try something new that, that I hadn't before or tear down some of the preconceptions I might have had about a particular genre or, or theme. And so I think it's, it's always been helpful to have a prompt, uh, whether that's writing or 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 f- photography or, or videography, whatever it might be. And I know I'm not the only one who, who really does well with, with some direction. You know, it's just instead of just, hey, go take a photo, it's, hey, go take a photo within these parameters. Yeah. And that that really makes me think deeper about about the theme itself, what I'm trying to, to capture. And with those episodes, it's it's a little intimidating because it's like, well, you've, you've, I'm going to take one shot that that solidifies <laughs> what I think of whatever the theme is. So choices, it's like okay, I might have a bunch of different images in mind, but but at the end of the day, I have to pick one yeah. thing that for one me image, <laughs> right? Yeah, that that kind of solidifies my uh, interpretation of that theme, and then I not only have to take a good photograph. But I have to then explain to you what my intent was behind that image, and listen and listen to to you not critique the image, but but give some feedback and give 
your interpretation. And sometimes it's vastly different than what I wanted. Sometimes it's exactly what I was going for. And so that that critique process has been really interesting and is something I think is extremely valuable. It sounds horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I know I make it sound so so stressful and tough, but it's actually I think it's really, really valuable and, and is something that going into those I'm I'm trying to put my best foot forward because you're gonna be looking at it and explaining it and I need to take to take something that works within that context. So that has made me totally rethink the things I'm doing with my photography. Have you found that to be the case with some of these? I, I know this is an interview about me, but, but. <laughs> yeah, it's an interview about the podcast, <laughs> and I'm only I'm only doing an, only one one twelfth episode of the podcast. <laughs> um, I think a lot about the what I'm supposed to do in the theme episode. What am I going to do? What sort of image am, am I going to do? Am I going to do... What kind of uh, idea do I have to this theme? <laughs> so, like, there is a lot of thought process into the doing the actual photo. But I usually do just one image. I, I, I take a lot of photos, but I usually just... I work through one idea from, <laughs> from scratch till the end. Some of the themes have made me want to do more toy photography and really wanting to go through that rabbit hole, trying to actually dig through the idea of using toys as a subject or a motive for expression around my own my own stone in that I have in my shoes that is always itching and I'm trying to get it loose and trying to get through with that and I love the the way we talk about them and I love the way you look upon the images and what you see I think it's so amazing to get a viewer that actually gives my image time Mm -hmm. to look at it and I really that fulfills me and it gives me the the willingness to to actually take the effort to do the image right and the thought process behind my images is I think it's bigger because I know that I will have you as a viewer so that makes me have to think twice or three times or four times before I even start yeah absolutely I've I've found that to be the case too where you know, part of it is not only coming up with the idea and trying to put my best foot forward, but then also thinking, how is Christina going to think of this? Or how is she going to interpret this? Or especially, you know, because now that you know a little bit more about me, you're coming with that knowledge and and looking at my photography with that knowledge. And I I think that I have found that when I look at your work, I understand it more because I understand you more. And so that that part of it too has been really interesting and something I didn't anticipate when we started doing these. And and getting to know you has also made me share more of my ideas behind the image. So I get better to actually show my work to a viewer. And Mm. I have learned so much about that through the work 
in the podcast. Yeah, and it's something that I think is missing, you know, from the social media world where we just we take a photo and post it and write a little caption and then it gets a few likes for a few days and then it's it's over. You know, and then you move on yeah. to the next one. Yeah. So so having that that real time to sit down and, and to actually think about the images and talk about them is something that's really valuable in today's world and something that I, I wish we got more of. And uh, I'm proud that we're, we're doing a little bit of that on our show and that we get listeners involved as well and that the, you know their interpretations come through and we get to talk about their images and, and they look at ours in a different way. It's just I, I like that we have turned it into a thing that is a little bit more involved than than what we typically see just day to day on yeah. Instagram or Flickr or, or something. Because that's a big difference because I, I live with this image for a month. I always live with this image for a month as a starting with procrastinating around the theme, thinking I can't do anything about this. I can't do anything good. <laughs> I won't be doing it. I'll just postpone. I'll look at another image. And I live with this image and I live with your image. I don't live with your image a, a whole month, but I live with your image for two hours before the or whenever you send it to me. I look at it and I really write about it. I take the first look and view at it and I really think of it and then I do a second one with you and when we start talking and then I actually do it on air so I look, actually look at your image at least three times before I actually talk about it so so it's such an amazing process I really learned so much around it and and I like that it, it almost becomes like a, a workshopping kind of thing too where we're talking through what what we wanted to do and then when I do the next month's theme I, I remember our conversation and think okay well last time I didn't do such a good job with with x y or z I'm, I'm gonna do that more or last month I was trying to do this but now I want to try this like I, I like the the workshop aspect of it as well yeah me me too and, and I have most photography I do I do only for myself I only have myself as the, the owner and the the viewer and when we do these theme episodes I actually have to do a result that I, I'll show and I'll talk about and I usually don't do that <laughs> because I <laughs> have so much fear around it <laughs> right <laughs> talking about the theme episodes what theme did you think were the most challenging this year was it the the landscape or or what was it i like the variety that we had that we did things that were uh more like photography genre themes like portraits and, and landscapes but then we also did uh, more general themes like fear or reflections or feelings and and um, I found that the the more technical ones were the were the hardest so the landscape and portraits because I was I, I feel like a, a, a more general theme is kind of easy as far as like okay fear my mind immediately goes to 10 different things it's like okay what what do I fear you know I feel like you can you can start making a, a you know brainstorming thing on paper where, where you like write one word and then and then you tick off to the sides all these other words that it makes you think of and 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 that can kind of be easier for me to to just fall down that rabbit hole and think of a different different images I could take that represent the theme whereas something like that's more general like landscapes or portraits I'm trying to not only come up with something that represents that theme but I'm trying to find something that fits within that theme as well. I'm trying to take a photo that is a landscape photo. And if I don't quite understand like what makes a landscape a landscape, that requires a little bit more uh, research and looking at what other people are doing and really understanding why people do that and some of the 
the touch zones of like what makes a landscape image a landscape image and the history of landscapes and, and all that. So those are a little bit more challenging for me, but also maybe a little bit more fun because I do get to do that research piece and, and I do... <laughs> I do. Uh, I find myself experimenting with uh, a genre or a niche of photography that I haven't before. And and now, like this year, I wanted to start doing some photography that's not toy photography. I've I've never really done that before. Oh. But yeah, but this year, like uh, <laughs> my wife got me for Christmas a, a really great a wide ultra wide angle lens. And, and 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 I asked her for it, and she was like, "Don't you want like a macro lens? Like, why? It's like a fourteen millimeter lens, you know? It's it's." You can do amazing toy photography with the wide lens. Right, they and are, so yeah, they they are great to go really close. I have this. Uh, I usually don't talk about my my fish eye, but I I. I it's the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's something the best toy photography lens <laughs> I have. Yeah, and it's something where I, you know, I think in the past I, I would have probably gone with a more of a macro lens or something that would have let me get really close to my Lego minifigures or something. Whereas my this wide angle lens has really forced me to step back and take wider shots. And and part of that is I want to try some like real landscape photography or astronomy photography or portraits or, or whatever. Just doing these themes and learning more about them has encouraged me to to branch out creatively as well, which I which I think is amazing. So I'm really excited about coming up with new themes for the new year and wherever yeah. that's going to lead. What do you think the listener takes off these themes episodes? What do you think they actually, if they condense it down to something, we condense it down to our conversation, our friendship, we get to know one another, we actually have to work with this theme for a month. What about the listener? What do you think they take with them? I was a little nervous about the themed episodes when we started because I thought like, well, we, we started this podcast as an interview thing and now we're going to be introducing these themes and will people... And I was worried just like the, the technical logistics of listening to a podcast and then telling somebody, hey, you're going to have to go to the blog to look at our photos <laughs> um, and... I know a lot of people, it's like, well, I listen to podcasts while I commute, so I, I can't listen, I can't look at the photos, and and I thought, well, should I release those as videos so that we, the photos are attached, or, you know, I, I, I was a little nervous about going into those and thought, like, are people even going to want these? Are they going to listen to these less? <laughs> <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or, or are they going to listen to these less than they do the other episodes? You know, and and I found that that's not the case. That some of our <laughs> most listened to episodes are the theme episodes, and you know, I've gotten a lot of great positive feedback on those. So that makes me really, really happy. Me too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a stupid idea to talk about images. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Without I just thought, the images. <laughs> right. Yeah. Let's talk about. Yeah, let's talk about photography and, and on a completely audio format, you know. So that that was a little weird to start, but but I think we found a, a good way to make it work. So so I, I feel proud about that. I forgot what your question was though. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the listeners take with them? <laughs> oh yes, yes. I guess what I what I hope the the listeners get out of those is to think about your intent behind your images and and what themes are you trying to convey and and are you trying to do anything and if you if you're just taking shots of, of toys because they look cool like that's that's fine and that's your thing 
but could you think of it on a deeper level? And, and if you did, what would you take? And so that's kind of what I hope people take away from those is that those things are important. Getting it in front of people to, to really look at and discuss the discussion around the images is important. So, so that's what I really hope people take away is that they, that they engage in that a little bit more. And, and we've definitely seen that, you know, we have people who are participating every single month and commenting on the blog post. And, and I, and I think that's amazing that even within our, you know, pretty niche community, we've got, we've got a lot of people who are, who are participating in that. And I think that's, that's amazing. And something that even if we only had one person participating, it would make me happy, you know? Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. I'm so proud of that, that people actually take the effort to take part of these themes and taking images and submitting them and just tagging me on Instagram. I'm mm-hmm. really impressed. I'm so, I'm starstruck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so blessed. <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been amazing. So thank you to everybody who has participated in those. And even if you haven't, you know, taken your own image or commented on a post or whatever, just listening to our conversation is valid as well. And, and thank you to everybody who, who listened yeah. to those because, uh, like I said, I was nervous about it, but uh, the reception has been great. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I knew you hesitated. You thought that was such, such a stupid idea. <laughs> no, I, I, I never thought it was stupid. I was just, I, I guess I was just nervous about Will it about, work? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Will it work and how will we make it work and will people? be able to to listen and participate the way that we want them to and luckily all those things kind of worked out so um, if anybody has any like suggestions though like please feel free to to email us at toyphotographypod at gmail.com or, or comment on a post at toyphotographers.com because uh, we're you know if somebody has a great idea on how we can do those better or new themes or, or anything like that i'd love to hear yeah. them we'd love to hear them please it give us feedback or give us ideas because we always need them right <laughs> looking forward i thought we would end by looking forward yes <laughs> i had one hour as a deadline <laughs> didn't make that yeah this will be our longest episode to date which is funny because there's that part of me that's like oh of course the one where i talk about myself is the longest one <laughs> but no you're not talking about yourself you're talking <laughs> about the podcast <laughs> exactly yeah and <laughs> um, looking forward what is the biggest hopes for 2019 the biggest hope is that i just you know keep things going i think uh my biggest fear this year is that i that like can i keep up with it or, or is it going to get ahead of me or can it be as good as it was last year and and i think it can and the the thing i hope for this year is just that we have another great year of conversations with photographers from around the world. I, you know, I have a, a running list of people I want to get onto the show, and there are definitely more people on that list than there are weeks in the year. So mm-hmm. just finding a good balance of getting those people on. And, and so I want to have a good variety this year of, of really great interviews. And then, as I said, a, a, a mix of things like reviews and and the themed episodes and, and new opportunities as well. If people that listen wants to join in, how will they, how can they do that? I, I'm trying to find new ways for people to participate as well and, and to get the listeners involved. Um, but right now, the best things to do are, you know, to, to listen to the episodes and check out the blog post for each episode on toyfotographers.com. Um, comment on the episodes. We love seeing your guys' comments and, and what you thought about the interviews and, and continuing the conversation, I think, is, is really 
really fun. Yes, we end up with a with a one hour podcast episode at the end, but what I hope is that people listen to that and then are inspired to go follow the photographers that were on the show, go start commenting on their work and following them and then commenting on the podcast episodes and letting us know what you thought of them and then also participating in the themes if, if you're so inclined to do that. So um, right now, the best thing to do is just, you know, listen and, and let us know what you think. And then uh, as I come up with new ways to get people involved, I'll definitely announce those on the show. Uh, uh, one thing that I can also hint that people should do is give you a five star review yes (laughs) yeah yeah uh, yeah i always feel weird about you know asking for something like that but it is true that you know the more reviews we get and the more five star reviews we get the the bigger the show becomes because the more reach we can get on things like itunes so if you guys do like the show uh please leave us a review wherever you listen to it and uh some people have done that and and we've gotten some really really great reviews so thank you to the people who've done that um, it always makes me proud to, to open up my iTunes and see that somebody's left us five stars and said something nice about the show. So, is there any news next year that we we are you can give us some hints on any new new ideas? Or I haven't formalized anything yet. Um, I am talking with you know my other blog mates about ways that we can commingle the podcast and the blog a little bit more, and then also come up with a some kind of schedule as far as releasing episodes. I always feel bad when I like skip a week. And so this year I, I want to find a good schedule as far as that goes. And, and we're kind of tossing around the idea of doing seasons for the show. So maybe, uh, you know, do like three or four months of, of an episode a week and then take a month off so that I can both recuperate and also, you know, get the next batch of episodes going and get people in the interview room and, and stuff like that. So we, we might be playing around with the format a little bit as far as the release schedule, but nothing there has been finalized. But once it is, I'll, I'll announce it here on the show and then on, on the blog as well. And that's good. So if you follow the show and follow the blog or maybe the newsletter, you'll get all the yes. the latest news. Yeah, yeah. Please subscribe to the to Toy Photographer's email newsletter. That's where you'll you'll find a great roundup of of all the blog posts from the week, the podcast episode for the week, and then we also try to include some cool links for people to check out. So yeah, if you haven't done that, please subscribe to the newsletter. That's where uh, a lot of the content is coming from. So is there anything else you would like to to that I have missed that I should have asked around that you actually want to tell us? I, I know I've talked a lot this time about like how much work goes into it, but. I just want to say that it is it is so worth it and this podcast has become like a daily part of my life. If I'm not recording an episode or editing an episode, I'm I'm researching it and looking at people's work and and that part of it for me has just been so rewarding to to really spend more time in the community and, and looking for people and viewing people's work and doing the themed episodes and just it for me personally, this has just been an amazing journey, an amazing project to work on. And yes, part of it is that I want to shed light on toy photography and I want to help the community and all that stuff. But selfishly, I I just love doing the show and I and I love looking at people's work and talking to people and, and doing the interviews and all that. So this has been just such a pleasure for me to work on. And you should be so proud, James. Thank you. You have done such an amazing job with this podcast. Thank you. I'm really proud of it. And I'm, you know, I'm trying to find ways to improve it all the time. But I'm proud of what we have. And, and I'm so thankful for everybody that listens. I, I would be doing this, this, this podcast if nobody listened, you know, because because I am partly doing it for myself. But the fact that we do have so many listeners, and we do have people from all corners of the world, countries I've never even heard of, we have, we have <laughs> listeners in, you know, it's, it's really, really cool. And so I just want to say thank 
you to everybody who has listened to the show, supported the show. Thank you to you, Christina, for doing these themed episodes with me every week and, <laughs> and helping me. Thank you to Shelly and Brett for taking a chance on me when I when I first pitched this idea. I thought it sounded a little crazy, but they were both super enthusiastic about it and have been nothing but supportive. And thank you to all of the amazing guests who've come on to the show and talked to me at as someone who's now sat in this interview chair, I understand how tough it is to get asked these questions. <laughs> um, and thank you to my to my wife, Jordan, who has been amazing and so supportive. And I, I know that it can be frustrating when I'm staying up super, super late on a Friday night to try to get the episode edited in time for the weekend or things are taking more time or whatever it might be. It, it's It's been a journey and she has been nothing but supportive. And, uh, you know, thanks to all of my family and friends who've been supportive this year as well and, and listened to the show and downloaded the show. And the fact that people are listening and getting involved really, really means a lot to me. So thank you to everybody. If people wants to help and have good ideas to help you, send an email to James. So yes, please. He, yeah, he, I, yeah I'm, I'm thinking of, you know, people who I, I can reach out to to help out with some of this stuff. But if you're someone who likes the show and is interested in helping and wants to somehow support, just, you know, reach out to me wherever on social media, um, on email at toyphotographypod at gmail.com, on the website, uh, where, wherever you find me, just reach out and be like, hey, you know, I, I've got an idea or I want to help and, and we'll maybe try to work something out. Who knows? Maybe I'll end up like me. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe you'll end up on the show every month. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> uh, and ending on that tune, we have we are going to do these uh, theme episodes next year as well. Yes. Uh, and we talked about what kind of theme are we supposed to have for the for the next episode that we're going to record in the end of January. And we decided to go for a I don't even know if you say that in English, diptych. In Swedish, we say diptych. <laughs> yeah, diptych, I think, is the, the yeah. proper pronunciation. Yeah. Um, uh, for people that may not know what diptychs are, can you can you explain a little bit? The idea is really simple. You take two images and you put them together. And by putting them together, you get a third image. <laughs> right. So it is in two images telling the same story, or maybe it is, but together they give a new perspective upon the story you want to tell. Yeah, they're, it's a pretty cool concept that I don't see a lot of people using for toy photography. So it'll be really fun for us to try it out. And it, and I definitely encourage people to, to Google it and, and research it a little bit. It's spelled D-I-P-T-Y-C-H. Yeah, if you just do a quick Google search, you'll immediately see what we're talking about, the two images side by side. And yeah, and I love what you said that they together they make a third image. And, and I'm really excited to try that out and, and see what we can do. Yeah, I, I think that I'm not really that good at doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be doing two images next to one another, but becoming a third one, I'm not sure I can manage, but I'll give it a try. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fun. So so I look forward to that and uh, definitely look forward to seeing people's interpretations of that as well and, and sh talking about some of those on the show. That's always really fun. And if they want to join in, how do they do that? Yeah, so the best thing to do is to uh, take your own interpretation of the theme, upload it to social media and tag both myself and Christina. If you're on Instagram, I'm at TheRealJames23. Christina's at Calix Anderson. Um, and then use the hashtag TP underscore Diptych, D-I-P-T-Y-C-H. 
Um, that way we can see them. But if you tag us, we'll see them as well. Uh, we're both also on Flickr. I don't know exactly the best way for people to tag us there. I mean, I'm on the MeWe community. Um, so just wherever you upload it, find a way to tag us. And if and if there's not a way to tag us or use a hashtag, you can always email it to us at toyphotographypod at gmail.com. And now they have to listen for... Uh, over an hour <laughs> almost two hours <laughs> yeah. to get the new theme <laughs> yeah we really make you guys work for it here at the Toy Photographers Podcast <laughs> um, I'm sorry <laughs> because I had actually time limit of an hour but I couldn't manage that <laughs> well you know it's just we had a lot to talk about and, and I yeah. I kind of ramble so uh, thank you for, no, you for sticking with me you and... <laughs> didn't you didn't you didn't you were really precise you give us some insights you give us much more than i had ever expected to get to know about the podcast and i'm so i'm totally so impressed with the work you have done and just sharing this with us has been so amazingly nice thank you james thank you thank you for suggesting this and uh and facilitating this interview and coming up with some great questions and uh yeah thank you guys so much for listening we will see you next time thank you bye Thank you so much for listening. You can find new episodes of this podcast and daily articles on creativity and toy photography on our website, toyphotographers.com. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also ask that you please leave us a five-star review. That'll help spread the word about the show and help us get noticed. You can find us on Facebook at Toy Photographers and on Instagram at underscore toy photographers underscore. Music for this week's episode is courtesy of freemusicarchive.org. And finally, you can reach out to us with comments, concerns, recommendations, etc. at toyphotographypod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. I'll see you guys next week.